0: With all the options and all the pressure for greening up your life, it can be pretty confusing to figure out which eco-options might be worth your time and money. With a look, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Reporter
1: Susan Carpenter of the Los Angeles Times decided to take the guesswork out of eco-living choices. You did what few people are brave enough to do. You took it upon yourself to try some of the more popular or touted Remedies to see if they worked, if they were cost effective? Yeah, that was basically the concept. And I know a lot of those new technologies are, you know, they're touted as being essential to living greener, but they don't always account for the costs or the payback that consumers will eventually see. That said, what systems did you find worth the effort and expense to install?
2: Well, I think what sort of prompted this series was the fact that California was in a major drought, and so my energies were really focused on water conservation at first, and now that I've had gray water at my house, which is basically taking the wastewater that you produce inside your house from laundry machines or your bathtub or your bathroom sink, and then pushing that out into your landscape instead of sending it down into your sewer, that has been the biggest for me in terms of water savings. It hasn't really paid off financially in terms of what I've put into it, but it was fairly low cost. In terms of just the laundry, the landscape system that I put in over two years ago, I've saved almost 10,000 gallons of water, and that just cost 300-and-some dollars to install myself.
1: What other methods of conservation were you looking at?
2: The edible landscaping idea is really exciting to grow your own food, but one thing I don't think a lot of people pay attention to is that if you have a job and if you're also trying to raise a family, which is my situation, it just takes so much time to be able to do that and a lot of resources. And once again, the water issue enters into that picture. So I found that that was not a workable thing for me and the way that I live my life. It isn't cost-effective, and what I've decided to do is just sign up for a Community supported agriculture or CSA food box that I get every week. So for 18 bucks, I get a huge box of organic produce that's locally grown.
1: One thing I thought was really interesting that you wrote about in a lot of urban municipalities now, they're starting to allow people to keep chickens in their backyards. What was your experience with backyard chickens?
2: I was really excited to raise my own chickens and be producing my own eggs. What first was problematic for me was just the expense of the coop and the upfront cost for the hens themselves. But then once you get that all set up and you've nurtured your your little chicks until they're turning into laying hens and they're outside and they're in your yard, there are critters. So even though LA is a major urban area, I experienced raccoons and possums. I had two sets of hens, and I had purchased both the hens from the local animal shelter, and each time the hens got picked off by raccoons. Once again, speaking from a mom's perspective, when that
1: happens and your kid is sort of warmed up to the birds as pets,
2: (laughs) I wasn't really game for doing it again.
1: And with all of the experimenting and the money you put into installing these systems, you wrote that there are a few things that most people can do that really don't involve a lot of expense.
2: No, they're super simple and totally low cost. I mean, I have solar on my house, but one of the things that you can do is just look for efficiencies. Turning off lights when you exit rooms, switching out your incandescent bulbs for CFLs. And then beyond that, I think one of the biggest gets in terms of efficiency at my house is just the simple laundry line. Closed dryers account for 5 to 10% of your energy use inside a house. So a $50 retractable laundry line I've been using for years, and that sort of cuts that out of the equation for me. And then beyond that, composting, which some people think is disgusting, which I think is ridiculous, because you're handling that waste anyways. It's just food waste that you would normally be either putting in your sink disposal or into your trash can if you just set up a simple system where you have a little collector in your sink and then your composting bin isn't too far of a walk from wherever you keep it outside your door that reduces an enormous amount of waste and then just garden variety recycling i mean so many municipal waste streams are single stream recycling so you don't even have to separate it out you just throw it in a single bin and then it just rolls away So those, to me, were the simplest things to do.
1: Listeners might want to read your article to get some ideas about what they might want to implement in their lives. Where can someone go to find that article?
2: Well, you can just go to LATimes.com. Just do a search either on the site for Susan Carpenter or Realist Idealist, which is the name of that column. That should pop up pretty readily.
1: Susan Carpenter is a reporter for the Los Angeles Times. Susan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at talkzone.com. Internet services courtesy of Pair.com. Thanks to this week's InfoTrack reporters, Roy Mackey and Taryn McCall. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Till next week, thanks from all of us for tuning in to InfoTrack.